This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 390, Hypnotic Demos to Get Clients. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. Hey, it's Jason Lynette, and we have been getting some awesome feedback about some of the recent episodes that have been a little bit more deeper digest, but also a little bit more short form, specifically to help you to get out there and serve your clients, attract new clients, and help you to build a thriving hypnotic business. So today's conversation with you is one that actually was inspired by a couple of recent chats I had with students of mine that had scored some really interesting opportunities to either go into a doctor's office, to go into a gym. Basically, let's put this into the category of a co-production and do a little bit of a lecture demo to share what they could share about hypnosis and then use it as a mechanism to then invite people to then become their clients. So in this quick episode this week, I'm going to share some of the insights. I'm going to share some of the strategies. That way you can go out there and do some hypnotic demos to get clients. Speaking of working with clients, for those of you that are perhaps not quite getting the results that you would like with your hypnotic clients, or for those of you who would like to dive in to the profession of hypnosis, whether it's the desire to do this full-time or perhaps to even do this as a side hustle, I'd invite you to check out WorkSmartHypnosisLive.com. This is our hypnosis training and certification program that happens live it online in the comfort of your own home or even your own office. Or we did have a guy one time actually attend the class on his iPad sitting in a truck in his driveway. He has eight children. That was the most quiet place he could do the student practice. And I'd encourage you to head over to WorkSmartHypnosisLive.com and watch the full video tour at the top of that page, check the dates, and you'll see exactly why Typically, half of the people who attend this event are brand new to hypnosis, and this is their first entry into training. Meanwhile, surprisingly, the other half of people, at least on paper, are significantly trained and have experience already. And yet, it turns out there's quite a number of frustrated hypnotists out there. Perhaps you're not getting the consistent results you want. Perhaps you find yourself doubting the work that you're doing, or perhaps you've learned from a school of thought where you're stuck holding the scripts and the rigid protocols in your hand. If you want to do hypnosis with confidence, creativity, and flexibility, if you want the skills to network with the medical profession from an evidence-based approach and really wow your clients with hypnotic phenomenon, check it out, WorkSmartHypnosisLive.com. And with that, let's dive directly in. Here we go. Session number 390, Hypnotic Demos to Get Clients. Now, I'm going to take this week's episode and actually do something a little unique. Step one, I would encourage you to check out the previous episode we did, Priming with Hypnotic Convincers, which is available as a shortcut if you head over to worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash 270. So the number 270, just go to worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash 270, because rather than reiterate that entire session, that entire training, I'm going to make polite reference to it. It is actually one of our most downloaded and most talked about episodes. Short version of it is show 
is a whole lot better than tell. And what I would say is one of the primary principles that I live by as a professional hypnotist is that of breaking the expectation that people may have previously had and introducing a new one, which doesn't that sound familiar. It kind of describes exactly what would happen inside of the change process. We are interrupting the cycle of what currently is not working for the client in their current state, and then helping to write that new pattern of thoughts, behaviors, actions, and feelings in their world instead. So one of the big things I often ask myself is, what are the preconceived notions? What are their expectations? This is how back when it was an in-person office, even before I moved everything eventually online, I would do everything I could in the actual client work to not let the process feel like the things they had done before. And this is no disrespect to any other helping modality, yet chances are, if the other things had worked for them, they likely would not have been in my office. And let me lovingly now quote James Hazelrig, who one time we were training an event together, and someone goes, yes, but I've seen a lot of people who went to traditional counseling and it didn't work for them. And James wonderfully responded, well, that's a false bias because the people who came to see you may be the ones it didn't work for, yet clearly there are people it did work for and they didn't need to call you. And I'm off to the side going, never, never, never use absolutes. And if you've been listening long enough, you get that running gag because even that statement was an absolute. So I bring this up because the client walking into the office, I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna tell my story for about an hour is often the expectation. And go check out that worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash 270. I would typically begin with something out of that sequence. Maybe not necessarily the entire thing, but an element that even before they could walk down the hallway and sit in the hypnosis chair, something happened in the lobby that immediately set the stage of, oh, we do things differently here. In addition to that, look at the way that as we do a demo, the best advice I could possibly give you is perhaps if it is the uh, rubber chicken circuit that is the luncheon for the Rotary or some sort of Kiwanis group, if it is some sort of, um, you know, <laughs> will speak to get fed model of public speaking. And I'm sticking mostly in the concept here of a free presentation to get clients. That's going to be most of my context here for this week's episode. What are their expectations? If it's like the Rotary, if it's the Kiwanis, they've got that big wooden lectern it's not a podium. Podium, pod, is the Latin word for foot. Podium is the thing you stand on. Lectern is the box that you stand behind. Grammar nerds and historical references to language, we can unite on this. So if you're standing behind the lectern, you are immediately creating some sort of barrier between you and the audience. Now, I don't tell them to clear it if there's one of those. I let them set it up. This way, the very first thing I can do is, hey, where can I put this? Everybody hold your hands up like this, and I'm bringing them into some sort of interactive demo. I want to have that moment theatrically of breaking the fourth wall and immediately setting the stage that, again, my favorite catchphrase, we do things differently here. And the big theme of this episode is show is better than tell. Show is better than tell. So how can I intersperse interactions with the crowd? How can I get them involved? How can I get them following through a few sets of micro-agreements 
And by doing so, not let it be, I'm speaking for 20 minutes, and then hopefully they take action. The more I can get that crowd to interact with me during the presentation, the more likely they are going to interact with me after the presentation. Go back and re-listen to that last 30 seconds, because that's the whole episode. Thank you so much. Head over to WorkSmartHypnosisLive.com. Okay, let's keep going here. No, I mean that. The more you have them interacting during the presentation, the more you have them interacting after the presentation. In the words of a friend of mine, the quality of a good presentation is not the standing ovation. The quality is how many of the people in the audience choose to take the next logical step along with you after the presentation. Can we talk about the classic metaphor of the Pied Piper? That is really what the goal is, because we can give them a good experience, we can give them a positive time, yet to really create impact in these people's lives, you kind of owe it to them to give them an invite to continue to work with you and get even more just like what you've shared. So I'm going to say something here that may ruffle some feathers here, which is often the goal sometimes, which is I had an amazing chat with someone just yesterday. Uh, she was actually signing up for our Train the Trainer program, which we'll also drop a link to over in the show notes of this episode. And she was asking, why isn't hypnosis as far along as it should be? And, you know, the number of years I've had around this community, I've got a firm answer now that I will argue, which is there are too many in this profession who hold on to the idea of the myths and misconceptions. Do people often have some misguided thoughts as to what hypnosis is and what it isn't? Yes, absolutely. However, buckle up for this one. The more you are reminding people of them, the more you are reinforcing the belief system that those things are there. Episode number one of this series, the all positive pre-talk, I have built my hypnosis career from the concept that there are enough people out there who don't have the fears and misconceptions to keep us in business. That's why I slapped the word hypnosis on the name of my company and everything was always, I am a hypnotist. So I'm going to spend the majority of my time sourcing back to that all positive pre-talk and talking about what is going to happen, talking about why it can work for specific things. And show is always better than tell. If you're brand new to hypnosis, this is where you can talk about some of the research that has been proven to be effective with the hypnotic process. Scholar.google.com. Search it up. You can find tens of thousands of peer-reviewed studies. If you have client stories, tell those as well. I used to be someone who would say, start with the success of your profession and then take those down and start to instead tell your own stories. And I was wrong about that. I reserve the right to do that. You know, you're doing a podcast show for like eight or nine years. You can make some adjustments along the way. And I tend to say nowadays do both. And I'm also looking for ways that I can amplify the location that I'm in. So for example, I am never approaching it from, hey, in case what the doctor's telling you isn't working, I can help with that. No, I'm gonna find ways to create alignment because here's my real point of this quick episode. That presentation is yes for the people who show up in attendance. Here's your real aha, though, for this week's quick episode. That presentation is, in my opinion, more for the staff, the doctors, the nurses, the front admin staff, if it's at a gym, the personal trainers. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure I have the full team in that presentation. 
because this way I can talk about what the personal trainers are having you do. I can help you to do that more consistently. The advice the doctor is giving you, I can help amplify that and make that better. You want to aim for an incredible symbiotic process. Lead with stories, lead with research, elevate the environment that you are in. Remember that show is better than tell and we do things differently. And one more thing, I'm okay if you use PowerPoint. However, you wanna use less is more. <laughs> if you are standing with your back to the audience reading a whole PowerPoint slide, stop it. Instead, look for ways to lead with quotes, with images. The side benefit of PowerPoint, if it's not too you know, out of the ordinary to bring something of that in, the main benefit is a bit of a cheat sheet for you, yet it's kind of there to keep you on track and accentuate your presentation. I would say, leave it out. If you're only talking for 15, 20 minutes, don't bother. Instead, make it about the interaction with the crowd. Give them an experience, and here's your easiest call to action to bring it all together. My goal here today is to share with you as much as I possibly can in the short amount of time. And towards the end of this, yes, I do work with people one-to-one, -one, and I'll briefly share exactly how that works. Simple as that. If you want to have some fun with it, many of you are familiar with my velvet rope strategy. If you're not, check out now.worksmarthypnosis.com to see exactly what the velvet rope strategy is. And you can actually get a little bit more immediacy to say, I've opened up my calendar. We have seven spots left for a free strategy call. Here's where to go. So this has been Hypnotic Demos to get clients. Jason Lynette here once again, and as always, thank you so much for leaving your reviews, sharing this in your ongoing conversations with the community, and my goal today was to share as much as I could in this brief amount of time, and my real goal, though, is to help you to become even more confident in your skills and even more effective with your clients. Head over to worksmarthypnosislive.com and watch the full video tour at the top of the page. And you're gonna see exactly why for what appears to be an intro certification program, typically half the people are brand new and half of the people are already trained and looking to level up their skills to get even more consistent results. Check that out. It's a process of evidence-based change as well as phenomenon-based change with me and Dr. Richard Nongard. Check it out, worksmarthypnosislive.com. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast at WorkSmartHypnosis.com.